Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel to all decks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Open Channel, which is our monthly, bi-monthly discussion about things that are offshoots of Trek, you know, other IPs that we love to know to talk about. And to do that today, we have none other than the Discussing Trek host, Jeremy Barrow. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well, dude. I'm doing well. I like to start these off by asking the question, what got you into Star Trek? Just to start things off to just a little baseline here. Just a little baseline. I got into Star Trek when I finished Stargate and I was looking for something else to get into. So Stargate, pardon the pun, was my gateway to Star Trek. Ah, see what you did there. <laughs> so you, 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 you transitioned into something better is what you're saying. I transitioned into something <laughs> different. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and ironically enough, maybe we need those Stargates in uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 3, possibly from what we've seen from the trailer. I, I, I don't know about that. I kind of <laughs> want to keep them separate, but I'm kind of interested to see where they go with that. All right. Well, I do call you the Stargate Storian. So tell me, sir, what got you into Stargate? Stargate Atlantis is the one that I started watching. That's been my like my Stargate show. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters were, you know, as we've we've already discussed earlier, it's it's serious and funny. The characters are are fun and they're they can be kind of one dimensional, but you know, there's it, they're just fun. It's just good fun, and it's it's happening now as opposed to like you know in the future or in a galaxy far far away. It's like. It's more relatable because it's it's Earth now, space now. Yeah, know? no, a hundred percent. That's one of the things I loved about Stargate. And and you did you say you got into Atlantis first? Yes, yeah, Atlantis yeah. was the first one that and, I really got into. And ironically enough, that that's the same one that I got into first. And for me, like you just said, one of the things I really loved about it, as opposed to Star Trek. Or Star Wars, it's that it's now it's ha- uh, uh, Shep Shep has a freaking DS on an episode sitting in sick bay one time. So, uh, right, I love that it's like in the current time frame. That is that's what makes Stargate really really special to me. So as Star Trek was in the nineties, with the myriad of shows and maybe at its peak. Do you think we got to a similar place with Stargate in the early aughts? I think so. I think it, you know, and I hate to put it this way, I think it kind of ran its course. I think oh. they kind of they kind of pushed it as far as they could without going overboard, without going silly, without going just mind numbing. You know, why am I watching this? So I, I think they kind of wrapped it up as best they could. Yeah, which is funny because it makes me sad. That makes me sad because yeah, to for me. And, you know, well, let me just explain to somebody who might be listening that don't know what Stargate is um, or or a lot about Stargate. You know, as as Trek was in the the, the eight, late 80s, 90s, I felt like Stargate was similar because you had SG-1, you had Atlantis and you had Universe, you know, kind of running yes. over each other, characters popping in each of the different series. And to me, right. you know, for what it's worth, Star Trek kind of did it first with that universe and this the Stargate universe was like right behind them, right behind them yeah. with having that 
that cohesiveness having oh man i love richard dean anderson so much so much he's so great man he's so great and and whenever he'd pop up in you know in atlantis or in universe it all always made my day man it always made my day See, I still can't get him get through him as MacGyver. That to me, that he'll always be MacGyver. <laughs> That's why I loved it so much, man. I'm like, because you know, I'm I'm a kid of the '80s. You so, yeah, oh, me too. Yeah, definitely. So, so seeing seeing Richard Dean Anderson pop up in Stargate, hey, I, uh, you know, or being pretty much the the, the man from Stargate, um, just great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. So uh, you said that uh, Universe, or not Universe, you said that uh, Atlantis was your favorite series. So so why did that one um, pique your interest more? Because that's the one that a friend of mine left his DVD collection at my house for me to watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, so, that, so that's why I started watching it. And I think he left like season one. And then I went to the store and I bought season two and then season three. You know, and I just, you know, as I burned through the seasons, I just kept buying them by the next one until I was through. And then that's about the time I think Jonathan, I was discussing with Jonathan that, you know, I watched all of Atlantis and I needed something else to watch. And he kind of pushed me towards Star Trek. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Now, did you ever. Well, let's let's go back a little bit. Let's kind of work our way up. What about the movies? Did you really. Well, the movie. Did you really like the Stargate movie? I I did. Um, Starring. Who was it starring again? James Spader. Kurt Russell. Oh, Jay Spader looked like uh, he looked so different. He looked like Bill Gates oh, or something. Man. <laughs> but he still has that voice. I love I love I love his voice. I love to hear him talk, especially like in the blacklist now or, you know, I just he's got that commanding voice that you just got to listen to. Yeah. And, and who was playing uh, Jack O'Neill again? That was Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. yeah it, you know what? For me, I went back and saw the movie like way after I had been watching the series and it just felt, it felt so foreign. It felt so weird to me. Yeah. I, you know, I was, I was kind of happy to see that big cinematic take. Cause it, cause to me, it felt like something like Dune or something, you know, <laughs> it felt like big budget and huge, but it was just weird seeing those different uh, actors play those, those characters. But, you know, it did lay a lot. Of, it did lay the groundwork. To, for what we got in SG one and so forth, right? And then you know they they you know they did SG one. There was then there was Atlantis, and then there was actually start a cartoon series called Stargate Infinity, oh. which I've never seen. Which I which I from what I understand had almost nothing to do with you know <laughs> Star Trek or Stargate canon. Now and then I, we got universe. Yeah, I, I didn't. I did not see the. I did not know they had a cartoon. So that that's it pretty. Didn't last for obvious reasons. It didn't last for long. So I have to ask you, you know, Stargate uh, SG-1 started in 1997 and ran for 10 seasons. Mm-hmm. Have you seen all of Stargate SG-1? I have not. I I've, I've really haven't seen a whole lot of it. I've seen like a few episodes here or there. No, don't start. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen a few episodes here or there, and it was good. But, you know, once I got into Atlantis, that was just kind of it, it's kind of like, you know, like I, my love of Star Trek Voyager. Mm-hmm. You know, because my love for Voyager is kind of difficult for me to go back and watch the next generation because it's not Voyager, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and to me, like if you if you look on a whole, like I, I think Voyager in in um, Atlantis is kind of similar in a sense that they're off because I think Atlantis they're, they're was the stuck. farthest at the time, wasn't it? 
Yes. Yeah, that's a different galaxy. Yeah. As a, so that's interesting. Yeah. So it was it was kind of a similar premise, similar and actually similar. There's several crossover actors. Interesting. Yeah. Let's 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 we'll get into that in just a second. But I, let me roll back to SG One for just a minute. I will say I have seen all ten seasons. I was mm-hmm. watching it when Netflix was sending the DVDs. So. <sighs> Oh uh, man, that's been a I, minute. Imagine. I think most of it was streaming, but I think there may have been a season or two I had to get on the DVD. Uh that's when I was going in a heavy sci man, I was I was trying to consume all the sci-fi I could get. I was freaking um I watched all of uh sliders. <laughs> I got all the CDs for those, <laughs> all the DVDs for those. But yeah, I watched every episode of SG One, man, loved it. Um it's interesting. It's interesting that you have the original you have the original cast of uh, 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 Christopher Judge, Amanda Tapping, um, Richard Dean Anderson, Michael Shanks. But then I think uh, was it Michael Shanks left and Richard Dean Anderson left? And then you had the Farscape yes. crew. Uh, Bent, is it Bent Browler? Brent Browler? I think that's his name. You had him and Claudia, I can't remember her last name, from Farscape come in. And and uh, in the last few seasons, they were the crew. And I love them as well because I, I was a huge Farscape fan as well. I, I I loved it even more when like my my Farscape crew came on and took over like the last few seasons. So again, like we talked about, um, we talked about the show being in current times. And another thing I really liked about Stargate is the fact that um, all of the lore is kind of based on Roman gods, not Roman gods, uh, Egyptian Egypt, gods, Egyptian mythology. Yeah, Egyptian mythology. So I loved how they played in all that. To me. The best sci-fi is when you take a concept that we already know and kind of twist it and make it make sense. Yes. And that's one of the things I really love. Really love. I love stuff like that, which is why, you know, which is why I guess it was easy for me to get into like to Atlantis and Stargate because they they took existing lore. Yeah. And futurized it. They, 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 they brought it to us. Yeah. So you mentioned some of the actors from. Star Trek making the cross over into Stargate or a few of them anyway. Um, who, who, who pray tell, uh, may have made the transition over to this blasphemous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now keep in mind that Atlantis took place. It it filmed after Voyager. So like all the Star Trek was done at that point. Yeah. True enough. But, but Kalmini who played miles O'Brien, Played a Janai, the leader of the Janai, a was it really army community. Yeah, was it? Was they he? In, was he community. in makeup? No, I don't remember seeing no. it. Oh my god, I gotta go back and watch that. <laughs> wow, I did not realize that. That is yeah, awesome. He did a couple of episodes of that he did, um, and of course, my one of my favorite character actors of all time, and not just because of Voyager, not just because of Stargate, but I've seen him in so much other stuff. Robert Picardo, who played the EMH. And Voyager and Mr. Woosley and Stargate and various other things. He came aboard the the final season as a regular cast member and it just made my heart happy. Yeah, he was amazing. He was amazing. He was the same funny self. Um, in many ways, he kind of played the same character in a, in, in a in same, man, same mannerisms. The same mannerisms. There yeah, he, he definitely had a different role, but to me, he had a similar mannerism, which is, I guess, just who that that actor is. But yeah, seeing Robert Picardo was awesome. Wasn't he like the cap or in charge of Atlantis for a minute? He was. The, he was the leader of the expedition for the final season. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I want to say Trent Connor. 
Yeah, he was in there too. He played yeah. one of the main villains, uh, Michael Kenmore. I think it was his name. Yeah, that was one of the amazing. Wraith human hybrids. Yeah, not sure how to explain that. Yeah, that was freaking cool. Um, man, one of my favorite characters. Well, we're gonna move on, but one of my favorite characters in all of Stargate and all of Sci Fi is uh, Rodney McCray. Oh, I love McKay. Oh, it's, love McCray, it's McKay, McKay, right? It's been a it's yeah, been it's a year since it. Rodney McKay. So good, man. I want to see him in Star Trek. Please cast his actor. <laughs> he is so good. He actually has a YouTube channel now that I follow because uh, he, he does like experiments and stuff with his son. Uh, oh, really? They, they do like Minecraft and Lego. They do all kind of weird stuff. Um, but but yeah, I, I love that actor, man. Um, he's great. He's great. I follow, I follow him on Twitter, and, and I think one of his most recent posts, somebody tried to take a bike off of his porch, and he, of course, had the video of it, and he blessed him all over Twitter, which was hilarious because he dude deserved it. If you're going to steal something like that, you deserve it. But, you know, just yeah, stuff like that is what he, you know, he almost no filter. Oh, and I, I guess – I guess we can owe uh, Stargate for Aquaman getting famous. Well, I guess he was in Bay- Baywatch first. What's the guy's name? I can't remember his name. Uh, Jason, oh, uh, Momoa? Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was Ronan Ronan Dax. Yeah, he's freaking amazing in that show too, man. Oh so man, great. yeah. So I have to ask you, how do you feel about when the show moved over to um, Stargate Universe, where it was more similar to Star Trek? They were on a ship with this ancient gate um, that they did figure out how to use it. Well, I, I think they first tapped into the gate to get on the ship. Yeah. And that's kind of like where the show took off from there. They were trying to figure out how the gate worked and everything. Um, I loved I thought that show was amazing. It ended way it too soon. so good. It was, I liked the fact that it was much darker. Yes. Yes. And it was, you know, it, it just, it, it, I mean, I love Atlantis. I love SG-1, but there's always, a, I don't want to say a cartoonish feeling to it, but it's a very, it's very light. It's very, yeah. It's not very heavy handed at all. This was very heavy handed. This was, you know, there's consequences like dire consequences yeah. for their actions. Yeah. And I appreciated that. And, and you know, I think ultimately, I think I think Stargate kind of suffered from the same thing. Maybe Star Trek did uh, from, you know, 87 till when when the Enterprise in 90, uh, 2000 yeah, or something like that. Franchise fatigue. It yeah. was just franchise fatigue which makes me weary of all of this stuff that they're doing now especially if it's not the greatest <laughs> so uh let's just hope that now with trek it's not it's not too heavy-handed and too um just too much out there where people are just gonna kind of tune out you know well they tried and bless their hearts this um stargate origins uh catherine is about the if you remember the movie, the lady who brought James Spader's character in to decipher the Stargate said the origins kind of showed what happens after that. You know, they did one of her adventures through the gate and it was just so awful. <laughs> so <laughs> awful. It was just, and, and, and Michael Trader, you know, trip was in it as well. Oh, and it was, yeah, I was, and I felt bad for him because he should know better, <laughs> but it was like, it was like the, the, the acting was horrible. The sets were horrible. It's just like, you know, they got a kid to paint the background. And oh my god, you know, it was it was, it was one bad. of those internet things. It was made for the internet. It man. was, and I, and I see where it, it was just like a series of like fifteen minute episodes, and they finally just condensed it all into like a movie. And you know, 
don't waste your time if you unless you just absolutely want to see something like that. Don't I would not waste your time. So enjoy who, what we already have. Who, who owns Stargate right now? Do we know MGM? It, I think I believe it's an MGM property. And does MGM have a streaming? Who owns MGM? Is it a bigger property that owns MGM? I'm not 100 percent certain. Because I think it's prime time for somebody to pick that up. Because because we're we're right in this era now where all of these streaming services are looking for a tentpole property to push yeah. their service. And man, I think Stargate could be huge on one of these different services. You know, if it is one of those, if it's done right, I mean, they tried. But I think it was on the MGM streaming service that they put this on. Oh, and yeah. And uh, it was like I said, it was just an abysmal, abysmal experience. I'm glad I didn't like actually pay for the full thing when they I rented off a of Google Play. Ah, for, gotcha. Like, Five dollars. So I didn't feel horrible about spending that kind of money. I'm glad I didn't like shell out the money before when it was like a hundred dollars a year for their service. But, um, I mean, I, I agree with you, but it's one of those that it has to be done right. Or you'd run the risk of doing origins again. Yeah. 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 I just really feel it, it it's time. Cause especially seeing what, what even Amazon has done with the expanse, how they've made that world so realized and amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just think the right company with enough money can make something really special. And, and I don't, I think you can, with Stargate, you can pretty much do what you want and not really hurt Canon that bad. Cause, yeah. really, cause it, it doesn't really have the same ingrained, um, philosophy, overall philosophy, I think, as, as maybe a, a Star Trek does or even exactly. a Star Wars. It's- Right. I was going to say, you know, it's not like you don't have the, I don't want to say rabbit fan base of Star of Star Wars or Star Trek, but you have that, you, you, you can mold it more to what you, what you want it to be. You know, yeah. you can kind of branch out into the Greek mythology or Roman mythology, Ooh. you know, Ooh. you know, you can awesome. go from there. You're, you're, you're not limited to what has been set in stone already. Yeah. Yeah. Cool beans, man. Well, um, Thank you for having this conversation about Stargate with me, man. I know you're a huge fan, and and so am I. You really got me excited to maybe go back and watch some more <laughs> of it, man. Tell you the best episode is I can, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. I can't, but it's the it's a McKay episode that has um, like Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse deGrasse Tyson. I'm sure I'm horrible. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson and like Scott Foley, and it's just really? like a very sciencey. Episode. It's. I'm. I'm not sure if the science is accurate. I'm by no means a physicist, but you know, the the science is fun. It's. It's a good fun episode. You know, you got all these famous scientists in there playing themselves. Where's Stargate streaming right now? If the people want to watch Stargate, I know it's on Hulu. All right. I don't. I don't know. I I think it might be on Amazon Prime. I know it's not on Netflix. I think the movie might be on Netflix, but the series itself, I think, is on Hulu and uh, Amazon. Cool beans. And I know that at one point there was talk of con- a continuation of the movies with like James Spader and Kurt Russell I, taking place like 20 years later, you know, however many years later it actually is from that movie. See that in that case, you would need canon account, you know, Yes, because because I, I wouldn't want them to dispense of everything that happened in the show and just said we're doing another we're doing like number two to the movie. <laughs> right. 
Well, it's almost you could almost treat it, I guess, like a Kelvin universe type. You know, yeah, the movies true. are set in one in one universe, and the shows are their yeah, own true. separate entity. True. Yeah, you definitely. I could, I could accept that. Yeah, man. Yeah, we need to make that happen. We do now. If I just had a couple million dollars, I can <laughs> go out there and take care of that for us. A couple million? We need much more than that. A couple of hundred million. Man, you gotta <laughs> gotta start small. Baby steps. That's what they did Baby with that webisode show. They started small. That, they are very small. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, again, you can watch uh, Stargate, all the Star. Well, I guess whatever's available on uh, Hulu right now. And um, yeah, I plan on checking it out because I really missed the show, man. So is I'm probably going to go home and watch a couple of episodes <laughs> at least. Comfort food, man. Is there anything, right. else, anything else you want to shout out before we wrap this thing up, man? Um, I do want to say because my young, my middle child, who I love dearly, we have this argument almost every time we watch it about which is which is quicker, hyperspeed or light speed, you know. And well, Stargate like hyperspeed, not Star Wars, because there's two different hyperspeeds. Yeah, but the answer is Stargate because they can go between galaxies in a month. They got seventy years across one galaxy. So mm. I'm just throwing it out there. I have to do the science on the research on that one. I never pondered that question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you got a Stargate, do you really care about hyperspeed? It takes a lot of power to power that up, though, especially going to Earth, especially going across the galaxy. So we have to be in the Cheyenne Mountains or whatever. (laughs) That's for secrecy. That's because the government (laughs) wants to keep it. That has nothing to do with power. Oh, man. I'm going to give a shout out. Uh, My shout out for this is going to be Check out Farscape. I know it's not for everybody, but it's actually done by the the puppeteers and the uh, costumes and stuff on that show is done by the Henson Company. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Jim, Jim Henson's son is the one that was over it. But this was like an early house as well. Uh, ben Browder is freaking amazing in that. It comes off as kind of cheesy at first, but it, it ended up being one of my favorite shows um, okay. after uh, slogging through all of the episodes. But <laughs> But if you've never seen Farscape, check it out. I, I think it's a really fun show. Si- check it out because I've, I've never, because I think Farscape was before I started getting into really like sci fi, like the episodic, you know, adventures and such. Yeah, you're probably going to be like, what the F when it first starts? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's one of my favorites, man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to end on that. Uh, thank you all for joining and thank you for joining as well, Jeremy. And uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Climb aboard the perilous journey of one man attempting to reach a distant world and the woman on Earth who battles endlessly to keep him alive. Mission Control, was that sound what I think it was? We're not sure yet, but we know it can't be good. Join the thousands of science fiction adventure fans who have discovered Relativity at RelativityPodcast.com. Relativity?